Hi everyone, and welcome to Expect a Miracle with Richard Roberts. And I am your host, Richard Roberts. Each week on this podcast, I bring you an outstanding guest and let them just open their hearts and share what God is doing in their lives. And my very special guest is a very wonderful young lady, April Osteen Simons, the daughter of my longtime mentor, John Osteen in Houston, Texas. And we're going to get into that. April, God bless you and welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Richard, for having me here. It's just such an honor. You and your family have meant the world, and it, I'm so glad to be with you today. Well, I'm delighted that you're here. Now, I know I know what it's like to be introduced as Earl Roberts' son. You being introduced as John Osteen's daughter certainly is nothing new for you. Nothing new. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> now, uh, April, I, I've got I've to tell you, uh, I've got to tell the people watching, because uh, I very well remember the night that you were crowned homecoming queen because my wife put the crown on your head. And if I yeah. remember right, didn't you and I walk around the basketball floor uh, that night at the homecoming event? Didn't, didn't we, we did. Didn't, yeah. We did. That was such a fun night. Yeah, that, was, that was many years ago. We won't say how many yeah. years ago that was. <laughs> Just a few. <laughs> uh, April, coming out of the Osteen family, your dad... Uh, John Osteen, of course, was a great mentor to me and uh, took me under his wings in the early days of my healing ministry. Your precious mom, who is still with us, thank God. Yes. And, uh, of course, your your whole family. Well, you are one of the premier families in America. Your brother, Joel, pastoring America's church. Uh, uh, your your sister, uh, Tamara, and, and Jim, pastoring down in Victoria. And, of course, uh, Lisa uh, and, and all the rest of all the rest of the family. What's, what was it like growing up as a member of the Osteen family? Oh, man. First of all, thank you for those kind words. You know, Richard, it was it was just so much fun. You know, preacher's kids get a bad rap sometimes, but I had I thoroughly enjoyed it. I loved going to church all the time. You know, I grew up sleeping on pews and <laughs> just having so much fun. And, you know, we grew up in a very imperfect family. But one thing that I think that kept me serving God and, and all these years is my parents were the real deal, just like your parents. I mean, they were the same on, at home as they were on the platform. Mm -hmm. They were highly flawed. They were, high, you know, made mistakes all the time. But, you know, I, I can think of an encounter when my mom was sick with cancer. I saw as a kid that in the midst of all the bad, in the midst of something bad happening, happening to a good person, that she still loved God. Mm -hmm. She still served God. At home, she didn't get home and say, God, why'd you do this to me? But out of her mouth, she said, God, I thank you for another day. I thank you that, you know, I'll live and not die. So I saw her, I saw them act out what they preached on the pulpit. So God became very real to me and God became very inviting to me. And uh, I, I truly attribute that to my parents being real, admitting when they were wrong and, you know, just, just serving God, having that relationship with God. So I had a great, blessed childhood, and I'm so grateful for it. You know, April, you, you bring to my mind, uh, I think some of the greatest days of my life were days when I sat down with Lindsay and our children and said, look, uh, I, I did something, it was wrong, I, and I realize now it was wrong, and I want to, to ask you to forgive me, I want to ask God to forgive me. I think those are some of the best days of my life. Uh, it brought us closer together when you just are real like you're talking about. Yeah. Exactly. Admitting your mistakes. I mean, I remember when Lisa went through a, a very unwanted divorce and she was worried that she was going to ruin the family name. This is way back. And I'll never forget <laughs> daddy going up on the platform at Lakewood, bringing Lisa up there and just saying, look, this is what's happening. We need you to pray for Lisa. 
And as a kid, again, sitting on the front row watching, that just spoke monumental things to my mind. You know, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to ask for forgiveness. It's okay. You know, you don't throw stones at people. You love on them. You love them back to health. Well, you know, you didn't get up in the morning and say, hot dog, Jesus, I'm going to make a mistake today. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. You find out along the way. But the good news is the Bible says if we confess it to the Lord, he forgives us and he cleanses us and and he's the God of a second chance. Now, I've got something very special to show you. Uh, You may have not seen this in a while, but I've got a copy of this book, The Confessions of a Baptist Preacher. I love it. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Now, this is one of the greatest books that your dad ever wrote. And I so well remember reading it from cover to cover. Uh, Your dad was such a blessing in my life. And and back in the days when you were in the building that was in the round, and I'm talking about after the feed store. Okay. Right. Uh, I'm talking about the building that was in the round. You were just a little girl. Your yeah. dad would bring me and bring Lindsay down and, and have us preach in that, in that uh, uh, mm-hmm. church that was in the round. And then, of course, I was able to, I was asked by your mom to be a part of your dad's homegoing uh, service. Mm-hmm. And I was one of the speakers. And speaking of your mother, uh, after your mother was healed of cancer, she wrote a book called Healed of Cancer. I don't have a yeah. book, copy of it with me now, but the scriptures that she that she brought in that book are scriptures that Lindsay and I schooled our children on wow. for years. And, and we wouldn't let a day go by without, without confessing those scriptures. So the Osteen family has been a tremendous part of the Roberts family all these years. Wow. Now, April, you have a blog. Yes. And I've been following your blog and I, I'm interested particularly in two, two subjects that you've talked about in your blog. One, one was when you talked about the six best investments Mm-hmm. Uh, you remember that blog? Could you share just a little bit about, about investments that, that we make in our lives and in our families? Yeah, you know, I think it's important what we put in our lives every single day, obviously. And so what I do on the blog is just try to give practical things. But, you know, we, we've got to invest in things. Jesus said that he's come to give his life and life more abundantly. But you know, as well as I, that abundant life just doesn't fall in our laps. I mean, we have to, you know, we have to work for it. So we need to invest in things, you know, like simple things like we need to invest in our health. If we want a long life, we can confess all day long, you know, with long life, you'll satisfy me. But if we're not investing in our health, then, you know, you know, we're kind of working against it. We got to invest in our thinking. What are we thinking about? The, you talk to yourself more than you talk to any other person in the world. Okay. So you got to talk to yourself like you're a champion, like you're a winner, even when you don't feel like it. You've got to invest in your family. You know, Richard, my dad used to say, my most important mission field is my family. If I win the world and lose my family, you know, I've lost everything. So you got to invest in that. You've got to just invest in in your learning. You got to be constantly learning and growing every single day. So that's what that blog is about. Just investing in yourself, taking time for you so you grow spiritually, physically, and mentally. Now, you also talk about bringing in laughter and how important the joy of the Lord, which is your strength, is in our lives. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, the the scripture says a wise woman builds her house, but the foolish one tears it down by her own efforts. You've heard the saying, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. (laughs) What I've learned. (laughs) And it's true. It's true. It's true. (laughs) With five kids, you know, growing up in my house, me having five kids, us having five kids, you know, sometimes you have to make the best out of a worse situation. I can think of a time when 
I had four toilets overflow in my house at the same time on a Sunday morning as we were going to church. <laughs> and it was bad, bad, bad. And, you know, my shoes were wet. My kids were running in the water, slipping in the water. And all of a sudden, Richard, it was the craziest thing. By the grace of God, I looked at all that mess before me. I counted the loads of laundry I'd be doing in my head. <laughs> and instead of crying and getting mad, for some reason, I started laughing because, you know, I think it was so bad that I, all I could do was laugh. And my kids looked at me and we all started laughing. It was a bad situation, but I realized this and that in that little story that, you know, we can make the most of a bad situation. It's not denying the bad situation is there, but when you bring laughter in, it changes everything. It's hard to be depressed when you're laughing. It's yeah. hard to be stressed out when you're laughing. It's hard to be overwhelmed when you're laughing, because as the scripture said, and you said, laughter is good like a medicine. Yes. It's good like a medicine. Yeah, well, the laughter is uh, is so great because it, it produces endorphins in your body. It, it, it helps yeah. your heart. It helps your blood pressure. Uh, when you laugh, your yeah. blood pressure goes up, but it comes back down lower than where it yeah. was uh, before you laughed. Uh, you know, right. uh, the, the, the joy of the Lord has saved my life in so many instances, and I'm mm -hmm. so, so glad. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts, you can get April's podcast. And I believe that it will be a blessing to you. So I, I urge you to check out her podcast. Now, also, April has just released a brand new book just within the past couple of weeks uh, called Better Than Ever. Now, uh, there are two particular uh, areas in this book I want to I ask you about. Uh, first of all, you have a chapter uh, called Turning the Page. Yeah. Would you share a little bit about that? I will. That was happened in 1999 when my dad went to heaven. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'm the youngest of the Osteens. I like to say I'm the favorite. <laughs> I've said it all these years. I might as well keep saying it. Well, you were the so, only one that know, made homecoming queen. I can tell you that. <laughs> you know, Richard, my mom and dad were married 44 years. This is what mama says. 44 years, three months and six days. Yes. And I watched as my mom, my dad transitioned to heaven. My mom could have sat on the sidelines and said, you know what? John and I had a good run. We did. We built a great church. Now, you know, the kids are taking it. Um, you know, we had a good time together. She could have sat on the back burner and just kind of let life pass her by. But I saw my little five foot two hundred pound mama shift into overdrive. Mm -hmm. And she she just started blazing a new trail that God had for her. God still had a plan for her life. And this is what I saw mama do instead of just ending in that chapter. She turned the page and she said, God, I know that John is in heaven, but you still have something for me. And I have watched my mom just take on She has a healing service once a month. She's, she prays for people. And she's she, in her 80s. She is 87, 87 yep. years old and she is going like she's 30. So, <laughs> that, you know, that, that speaks volumes because just because one chapter has ended, doesn't mean life is over, but we have to put feet to our faith and we have to be willing to turn the page and say, God, I know there's something new. Well, that's wonderful. You know, I was thinking about your family um, because I've, I've, I've known, uh, known you all, you know, for so many years, you and, and of course your sister, Lisa, and uh, uh, your, your Aunt Tamara, as well as uh, Joel, your brother, and also Paul, the medical doctor. I remember when Paul graduated from medical school, but uh, I, I, I'll go back to that uh, that service. You 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 mentioned your dad's homegoing. As a sister, did you have any idea uh, when your dad passed that your brother Joel would be the one that would take the church? 
No idea. In fact, Neither did I. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I was I was nine months pregnant with my fourth child, and I just remember thinking, God, how are we going to do this? You know, we all worked for my parents, but none of us were pastors. I mean, he'd done it for sixty plus years. Well, Joel had been behind the camera because he trained. Yeah. He trained under me under in our yeah. television department in school, yeah. and then he was behind the camera. Yeah. So we had no idea. <laughs> and when he stepped up, you know, it was like, wow. And, you know, we knew it had to be God because he wouldn't do that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I remember the first sermon he preached as a pastor. I sat on, I sat right there in my chair and I think I sweated through my whole outfit because <laughs> I, I was so wanting to do good. You know, I was just cheering him on and he did well. And, you know, Richard, he had a lot of naysayers, you know, he had a, sure. a lot of people that said he can't do it. He's not like his dad. And you know what? He's not my dad and he's not supposed to be my dad. No, Just of course like, not. You're not supposed to be your dad. You're supposed to be you. That's right. And, uh, you know, he had to tune out those naysayers and just stay forward focused and say, God, I know you've called me to this. And it, there's something that happens when you can tune out the naysayers and just rely on God. And that's what he did. One of the lowest moments of my life, about 13 or 14 years ago, I was walking out of the TV studio in New York City. I had just been a guest on Larry King Live, and I was being hit so hard. And as I walked out of the studio into the lobby, my cell phone rang, and it was Joel. He called me, and he said, Richard, I just want to encourage you. He said, I don't believe one word of those naysayers. Mm. And uh, your brother will never know what an impact that had on me, that he was standing beside me, and I have stood beside him all mm -hmm. through these years. I love him and Victoria and, and their whole family, and I thank God. But now, but now you also uh, have uh, an area of your book that's uh, very, very interesting. You talk about being your own biggest fan. Yeah. Can you share a little bit about that? <laughs> Well, you, you know, you know some, some people say, well, I, I don't want to have a false humility. I don't want to or I don't want to put myself up in the in the air. But you, you talk about being your own biggest fan. I think, you know, and I base it off. David had to encourage himself in the Lord. And we don't always have a cheer section. We don't always have the Joel that's going to call you after you leave Larry King live. We don't always have the people that, you know, when you're when you're launching a new business, when you're starting a ministry that's saying you're doing a good job. And so. I had to, you know, we had several transitions in our life and I had to, I, I can think of a time that I was um, offered a job to travel around with a success company and I'd never done that before. And I thought, I can't do this. I'm, I'm a preacher girl. I preach at churches, but I had prayed God to open up new doors for me. And I realized God was opening new doors. Well, you better believe I was fearful. I did it afraid. And as I was standing on that stage in front of thousands of business people, I'm the motivational part of the success seminar. I was cheering myself on. I was saying this, April, you can do this. April, they need the hope that you're going to give them today. Lives are going to be changed. And I just, as I was talking, I was cheering myself on because I needed cheering on. I didn't have, you know, somebody with me. I just needed to set someone to say this, you're doing a good job. And it helped me through that. And, and I ended up enjoying that thing so much, but so often we look for others. We've just got to be content. If we've got God on the inside of us, we've got greatness on the inside of us. And we just got to sometimes just say, you know what? You're doing a good job. Well, I heartily, I heartily endorse this book better than ever. 
Uh, I, my, mine is, I, I, I have to tell you, mine's personally autographed, so I'm, I'm taking this right here. <laughs> but uh, this is available now uh, in, in, uh, through, is it available through Amazon? What's the best way for them to get it? Amazon, any place they sell books. Okay. Better yeah. than ever, April Osteen Simon's brand new book, and I pray and believe it'll be a blessing. Now, share a little bit with me about Gary and about the children, and you have five children, plus I understand you have two cats and a little Yorkie. Is that right? <laughs> I do. Everybody's doing great. Well, everybody doing loves different. dogs and cats. Everybody, you know. I know. Well, I have a little Miley. I, I hit her so she wouldn't bark. She's like five pounds. Okay. And of course, two cats. But all the kids, everybody's just doing great. So grateful. We've been healthy, strong, um, you know, pursuing our passions. So I have nothing to cl complain about. I'm very grateful that we've, we've walked in divine health. Well, I'm glad too. And I'm especially glad you have pets. You know, people love pets. We've got two little chihuahuas. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, and they're both female. One is named uh, Coco. And, and the other is named Zuko. Now, if you would like, you wonder how a female dog could get the name Zuko. One of our <laughs> one of our girls wa wanted to name her Danny Zuko from the film Grease, and and so she did. And the, but the name Zuko just stuck. Now we have a new cat also. Oh. We have a male cat who who came with the name Snowy. Oh. But I didn't like the name Snowy, so I yeah. changed it to Lord Snowden. <laughs> He is now Lord, Lord Snowden. <laughs> and we have a little Lord Snowden tag around his neck, around his collar. That's great. Anyway. I love it. Um, April, if you could go back mm -hmm. and give your 18-year-old self advice, mm -hmm. what advice would you give yourself that, would, that you think would be a blessing to you today? I think I would probably say don't be afraid of change. Don't be afraid to get out of your comfort zone. Change is good. Change causes growth if you allow it. And I say that, Richard, because when we left in 99 to start a church here, when we, we had a church for 14 years, I was so scared because I was leaving everything I knew. Mm -hmm. I was leaving my comfort zone. Fear almost paralyzed me. But once I got through it and, and I realized God was on the other side of fear and that changed caused so much growth in me. And now I look back at that and I think, man, that was, that wasn't bad. And so every time you go through change or you allow something new to come in your life, it gets easier. So I would definitely say step out of your comfort zone and don't be afraid of change. So many times uh, we, we feel uncomfortable in life. And, and we, we think there's something wrong with us or we think that maybe Satan is in, involved in it. And Satan, I don't believe Satan has that kind of power. Sometimes God allows us to get uncomfortable in a situation so that we can launch into the next step of our life. It reminds, reminds me of the, of the story of the young eaglets. Uh, when, you know, they're very comfortable in the nest, but when it comes time for them to fly, the mother eagle will take the soft downy feathers out of the nest so that they're sitting on that, on those uh, sharp twigs and branches and, and they're uncomfortable. And God is, God is in, in the natural sense, getting them to go to the edge and step out and learn how to fly. And I think that's what you're saying to me today. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. 
Get comfortable being uncomfortable because it's a good thing. <laughs> uh, uh, it's stepping out on nothing and believing that something's going to be there when you land. Exactly. <laughs> Expect a miracle. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good way of saying it, April. April, God bless you and, and your whole family, Gary, your husband and your children and all of your siblings and your precious mom and everyone there uh, in Texas. God richly, richly bless you. I'd be derelict, however, if I did not ask you to pray over those who are watching and listening today. And after you pray, then I'll pray. Okay. Let me just say thank you for having me. We love you and your family. Y'all meant so much to us. Thank you. Father, we just pray right now for those who are listening or who are watching, Lord God, we thank you that you know everything that's going on in their lives. Father, those who are depressed, those who are feeling anxiety, stress, those feelings of overwhelm, being overwhelmed. Father, I pray, Lord God, that you would meet them right at the point of their need. Father, that you would just bring a peace, supernatural peace and calm. Be the glory and the lifter of their head, Lord God. I pray for those who have thoughts of suicide. And I just I just pray, Lord God, that they would realize their value, their worth that you have, that you have a purpose for them. I pray that they would feel the supernatural, unconditional love that you share to us, Lord God. Father, I thank you, Father, that that you just give us joy, you give us strength, you give us peace that passes all understanding, Lord God. And our greatest days aren't way up ahead of us, they are right now. And I thank you that we will walk each day with purpose in Jesus' name, amen. And I add my prayers to April's prayers. I particularly pray, as she did a moment ago, for the joy of the Lord to be your strength, to be your portion. I speak now to every sickness and every disease, every fear, every doubt, Anything and everything that is unlike God that has attacked your life, I bind it and I rebuke it. And I remind you that Jesus himself said, whatever you bind on earth is going to be bound in heaven. So I bind that away from you. But he also said, whatever you loose on earth is going to be loosed in heaven. So I loose that power of God into your life now and I send it to you. And I remind you of Psalm 107 verse 20, which says he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. I rebuke every destruction, anything that has tried to stop you from being the man, the woman that God has called you to be. And I pray that today is a new beginning in your life. In the authority of Jesus' name, amen and amen. April, thank you so much for being a part (laughs) of this podcast. Here is her new book, Better Than Ever. It's available wherever books are sold. And uh, also a foreword by her brother, Joel Osteen. Get your happy back, stress less, and enjoy every day. This is April's (laughs) new book. I pray it will be a blessing. And April, God bless you. My love to Gary and your family. Please tell Dodie I said hello and all the Osteen clan, okay? I will. God bless you. you. And thank you for being on the podcast. And thank you for joining me today for the Expect a Miracle podcast. I'll see you again next week. Thank you for listening to this Expect a Miracle podcast with April Osteen Simons. Her new book, Better Than Ever, is available wherever books are sold. And if you would like to support this or other outreaches of this ministry, please go to oralroberts.com. We believe when you give to spread the good news of Jesus Christ, your giving will be abundantly multiplied back to you according to God's word in Luke 6, 38. 